Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome in to this week's edition of Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I'm your host for the night, Kaden Gaylord Dwayne. Uh, Kaden Gaylord Day, and sitting here with me is my boys Ryan Gooden, Nick Brake, Matt Grisano, Michael Stamper. I got it. Uh, Will. I'm glad somebody in this group. Will Gerber. Yeah. And Noah Lyons. I forgot Will's last name for a second. I'm sorry, but uh, shame <laughs> on you. How how are, how are you guys doing tonight? Not too bad. I uh, watched the disgusting Pro Bowl. Um, I if did you not want, watch. If you want to call it football, no, why um, why do they still do it? I don't know. If you're gonna do touch football, you might as well do it in the middle of the year. Just, just take a week do off. Seven on seven. Well, yeah, do seven on seven. Do flag football yeah. for all I care. But yeah. um, other than that, it was it was a decent weekend. Nick, uh, is there any soccer on or anything interesting in your life? Uh, well, okay. Look, I watched oh, some gosh. good FA Cup action today. Uh, Nottingham Forest uh, took down Leicester City. Uh, then I watched the Winter Olympics. I mean, have you guys not watched the Winter Olympics at all? No. 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 <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Hey, Friday, NBC drew 60 million viewers. That's not a bad day. I forget. He's, anything on NBC, who will watch? I, f- I forget that. Yes. But, but, uh, Excellent sports coverage. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we will jump into WKU basketball, doing a complete 180 after the last couple weeks. Uh, now they are 12-11 and 11 and 4-6 and six in the conference after beating Charlotte. 78 to 59 and Old Dominion 77 to 60 over these past few days. Camp Justice led both games. Um, the first game he had 22 points, and the second game he had 18 against Old Dominion. Jamarion Sharp brought the WKU single season record for blocks, which was 98. Uh, Chris marks his record, and he's now over 100. So uh, I'm sure he'll get that up to like 130 something by the end of the season or somewhere around that. I don't know any, that anybody will be ever able to break that record. Like, by the time he gets done with this season, it, it could be, like oh, you yeah. said, 130. Like, nobody could ever come close to that for Western, I don't think. He's such a unique player. His his physique and his build, is just, it, it doesn't ha- you don't have guys come along like him very often. Well, to be able to, like we've talked about all the time, but just to be able to be that athletic. To be that big and that athletic yeah, is what's it's, it's unique about him. Ridiculous, but. And he's, they're definitely improving on defensive end. Uh, Charlotte only shot 38%, and ODU shot 42 And I, I had to watch both of those games. Like, I have to watch every single game. And uh, it, there seemed to be a lot – I don't know what happened in practice that, this past week, but it seemed to be a very much improved team overall on both sides of the ball. I mean, for some reason uh, – well, we know when players go home and, you know, they play lights out for the home. Like, when Lou Frampton goes to West Virginia and plays Marshall, he balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarius Hamilton went to Charlotte. He's from Charlotte. Uh, you know, I had a pretty good game, even though he's been struggling um, a lot recently. But – that Charlotte game, they were just firing all cylinders. It was it was pretty amazing to see. Uh, Luke Franklin has stepped up in these past couple of games, scoring over double digits uh, in both of these games. I don't know the last time that has happened in a two-game well, he, stretch. He's but. consistently hitting shots, which is, you know, he's never been afraid to take the shot. Uh, but now that he's finally hitting some, and we I mentioned it last week, um, how Cam Justice was one of the best players. I I correct myself. Nick and and Kate and everybody yelled at me last week for saying that he is the best player on this team and has been all season. He's just been the consistent player that can drop twenty roughly a game, and uh, it's just a guard play that that helps Davion McKnight out more than anybody knows. Because if Davion was the only guard on this team that could bring the ball up, 
um, it'd be nightmare city like we saw in the first you know four or five games of the season. He's the leader, and that that five game stretch was disappointing because you saw him become the leader of the team before that, and then to go and lose five in a row. But I think they kind of hopefully figured it out. And I know it's only two games, but they're both on yeah. the road. Exactly, and they've struggled on the road this whole year. I mean, before these games, they were, I believe, one and seven in road games. Uh, now they're two and seven. I mean, three and seven. The difference is the the defensive attention, um, especially in that Charlotte game. It just felt like they came to play, which you know you wouldn't think that would have to be a a thing you'd have to say be like that's a compliment, but it is for this team as of late. And defensively, they were locked in. I mean, Josh Anderson is probably that second best guy on the. He's been great all year for the sixth year or fifth year whatever he is um he's steadily improved every year and now it's just it's a consistent um defensive effort but also he's improved completely offensively and turned his game around yeah so for Josh Anderson that was uh the old Dominion game was the first time he hasn't scored over double digits in quite a while um but that Charlotte game he was he had 20 points that Charlotte game mm-hmm. and it, uh, you talked about the defense in the Charlotte game they played man-to-man for most of that game. And the reason they play zone this whole year is because they struggled playing man-to-man. So right. the fact that they came out against Charlotte and against Jameer Young, who's top four in the league in scoring, and they were only he only had 17 points, so they were able to keep him under 20. Uh, you know, that's it's pretty amazing uh, for them. And then they come out in Old Dominion, and they lock down that team. But my issue with that is, uh, Luke Frampton got hurt in that game. So did Jarius Hamilton for like a good two minutes. They made one substitution, two substitutions in the second half. The whole second half, they only made two. And one was to get Luke Frampton out the game because he was hurt, and the other one was to get Jarius Hamilton out the game because he was hurt. So I was afraid that Old Dominion would come back and win this game. They got it back down to like 10, 8 points at one point. And you're like, okay, this team is tired. They're only playing five guys. It's it's Old Dominion's gonna come back and win, but no, they pulled it out. Um, but that's Old Dominion. That's a team at the bottom of the conference, and now you got to play Florida Atlantic this upcoming week, and you got to play UTSA, who for some reason they have the one guy who drops forty a game on Western every single year. You can't just play five guys. You're gonna need you're gonna need help off the bench. Well, that's not sustainable for the season anyway. I mean, that's gonna lead to people getting hurt if you are just so short on your rotations and just physically can't do that in in basketball you know, two games, three games a week. Well, and the difference is, is like, we talked about it all the time, but at the end of the year, this team will be gassed. And there will be, you know, you you go through the season and you play seven, eight guys that you that you like and you see which one that you can play at the end of the season. That's how, that's how regular seasons work. That's what they're yeah. for. And now you're playing six guys. Does that mean you're playing five when, <laughs> when yeah. tournament seasons? Like, you have yeah. nowhere to go from there. So you, it's not like you can throw, you know, Sherman Bashir or Isaiah Kozar out there during a Conference USA tournament game because they haven't had experience all year. So you're shooting yourself in the foot mm-hmm. in the regular season um, before you even get to the postseason, and that that's the problem. And like you said, playing these guys all these minutes is going to cause injuries, and that's why Luke Frampton went out with a knee injury. And after the game, uh, Coach Stansberry talked about it, but he w- he didn't look too confident and that Luke would be fine. Like, he, he didn't really say much about it, but he didn't look confident about it. And Luke came out, I believe, with, like, maybe four, 15, 14 minutes left. I got to look it up again. But he came out pretty early in the second half, and, you know, they were only playing five guys the rest of the way. So right. 
And, and I know it's difficult because people were going to say, well, you, you were supposed to have two other guys yeah. that are not able to play this year, and that would have made it you know, eight instead of six, which is a big difference in basketball. But, I mean, if you drop five straight and you still play those same six guys, wh- what is the difference of you throwing in a seventh or eighth guy off the bench just to see who can play? Because I mean, you've already lost five straight. What's gonna, what are you going to hurt? The problem is, is like, you can fight your way from the bottom of Conference USA in the tournament. You can't do it in the regular season if you're only playing six guys. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not going to happen. Well, in our current situation, we're going to have to play four games I- in Frisco. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Now we won't have that buy that we've had for the last three, four years. So at that point, rest the guys that you know. Not rest, but you know, play them thirty minutes, thirty-two max instead mm-hmm. of thirty-eight every night. Um, I promise you, if you look at if we could find top ten minutes in Conference USA, WKU will have six of the top ten. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and, and I want to know the minutes of anybody over seven two. And I guarantee Jamarion Sharp is the highest yeah. by a hundred. I mean, country. for a seven six guy to play thirty something minutes a night, that is insane. You never that is so much wear and tear on a guy's body, especially being that tall. Like th- that's why there are foot and knee injuries and all these things that plague a tall guy's career. It's it just. I don't want to see that happen to this team, and I don't want them to be gassed by the time conference tournament starts. Not even, you know, we can't even look towards an NCAA tournament because we've done that for four years, and Mm -hmm. that's bit us in the butt. But um, a conference tournament, uh, just to be healthy and and not completely gassed. It's okay. What someone who who's around the team a little more because I've kind of zoned out. I've been in this world world where I've kind of quit on watching them as exclusively I used to, which is tough for Nick Break. Yeah, he's always been a, a believer. Well, I don't have a UK or a Michigan. This is it for me. I've got <laughs> Wyoming. That's like my next best guys. Uh, okay, where's Elijah Huey? Is he just not good? I, is I he just, here? You know, he is here. Uh, he's 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 dressed every single game. He's just not gonna. <laughs> like I, I don't is, know. Is he not good? I, I just don't. Maybe he's just not ready. Well, and the difference is, is like you, we talk about playing different guys, and you know, Bashir, Kozar, all those guys. It'd be nice to see them, but WQ doesn't blow out anybody to where you can have the bench guys come in and play five minutes at the end of a game. Well, this just was our weekend. This was our chance. Right. That's what I was Charlotte. talking about. Charlotte, you blow them. You win by twenty, and you still don't play. But we're, yeah, we're playing Noah Stansberry and Bailey Conrad. Right. What are we getting out of that? Are those guys going to play? <laughs> no, at all exactly. In well, no. we could have had Sherman and Elijah Huey out there uh, just playing. to see what they can do. Like, give them in-game experience. That's the best thing to to do. For I'm them. assuming he's redshirting at this point. I guess because uh, yeah. him and Darius, Darius Miles, Miles are yeah. the only, well. Darius Miles played one game. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> for two minutes. Put up a three and, uh, on his first touch. Yeah. <laughs> but does that make sense? I mean, we need these guys now. Uh, are we just? Are we? Is Rick Stansberry seeing this as okay? My job is safe now, uh, according to the Bowling Green Daily News. Maybe I can just take this year, save all my players' eligibility for the future. Yeah, but who are you? Sa- we, like, what are you saving? I mean, Elijah Huey. Yeah, he's. I, I think he is a talented player, but it's not like he's going to come in and start next year. I mean, you still got exactly. David McKnight. You st- uh, it will Lou be. Frampton might we'll, be able to come we'll back. We'll be deeper sure. than what we will be now because we'll have Keith Williams. We won't obviously have. Well, well you never know. We might actually have Kim Justice. The, the, the NCAA yeah, rules. We'll give. He'll be around for three more years. Mr. Harmon, he won't be here. <laughs> no, he won't be know. here. Um, but yeah, I mean, this team. They just. They have to. You have to find somebody else that can play other yeah. than six people. At it least, at least one other person. Mm-hmm. Well, we are now halfway through, well, we're a little over halfway through conference play. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to get everybody's assessment on uh, 
just conference play so far. We don't care about non-conference play because that never matters here. You have to win the yep. conference to get into the tournament here. It doesn't matter. You could beat Gonzaga. You can beat. Uh, well, you can beat all of them, and it doesn't well, matter. I mean, think about it. There, I forget which year it was. Either our freshman or sophomore year, where you you go on, you beat big big teams. Maybe it was Wisconsin, Wisconsin. game, and then you come out and lose. Mid- to, West Virginia as well. Uh, you come out and lose to Austin. Was Austin Troy. P. Troy. Troy. Yeah, <laughs> Missouri State. Yeah, just yeah. games like so. That's non-conference has never mattered. But for for conference USA, it's just. Consistency with this team uh, yeah. coming out and being able to play every night like they're mm-hmm. capable of yeah. doing. Um, it, and you haven't seen it all year. You see spurts of it, and then you go on a five-game skid and you come back with with two good games. I will give them credit. This week was a big week that they needed to do um, to get themselves back on the right track and kind of build some confidence going in. Because like like you said, we're halfway through Conference USA. I mean, this it'll be right around the corner so before you know it. That's why it's just I'm still, about a month. I'm still. I would say. You know, like, I'm not down on them because I've seen them play a team like UAB that they think might just get an at-large bid anyway, really close. They won't. So, not anymore. Yeah, they but, I, but, I mean, yeah. it's, it's that's a good they team. So, it's anyways. like the top teams in this conference, they have played – they've played – like, they they can play with them. So, I think can they string together a spurt at the right time? Well – I can definitely see that happening. Like, they, <laughs> they can, can do They can play it. with anybody, but, right. you know, you go back to that point of they're not deep at all. You you see the deep teams in like right. like a Kentucky for example. The reason everyone is saying this team can win the national championship is because of how deep they are. They just keep coming at you, and when you do, when you only have five or six guys that are consistently playing, that's not a recipe to win. But well, I do think if you can get there where they're healthy when you hit the tournament, everybody shrinks yeah. their bench. They need so to play. They need to you, play people right now. Can you go now. on a run? Well, you, know, you said, games. but you said at the right time. It looks yeah. like we're in the middle of our run right now, which means by March we'll be terrible again. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's the unfortunate. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the beginning. Uh, yeah. But Cade, you make an interesting point about Conference USA being a one bid league. Realistically, it could be a two three bid league. It's the fact that these conference player the teams are losing to the teams at the bottom. It's not a bad thing that CUSA is a one it's bid kinda, league. It's kind of like the Big Ten; they just knock each yeah. other out. Well, it's that's like, our issue. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's just a conference USA way of well, the Big Ten. Well, yeah, that's what that's what Rick told me. Um, I believe it was Thursday. I asked about you know they're going back to Charlotte, and uh, last year they played Charlotte in the first of the you know back to back days. And he was like, well, that's the game that we lost our at-large bid right there was, you know, losing to Charlotte. Mm. Uh, and they lost right five. <laughs> so after that. They only lost They lost three conference games last year. Yeah. And uh, the first one with Charlotte was the overtime loss uh, on the back-to-back days. Um, he's always talked about, uh, you know, this team, this conference being a one-bid lead and one-bid league. And if you looked at other conferences, you would have, like, Vanderbilt would have been to, like, one tournament appearance in like the last 40 years or something like that you just name an SEC teams that Mm -hmm. would have been to one tournament because they've only won the conference once Mm -hmm. but I mean that's just because the level of competition I mean exactly and they Mm -hmm. they judge it a lot on can you win in the tournaments but but that's the thing conference is like the A-10 is a two two bid league why it shouldn't be but you've had VCU go to the final but you've had you're about to have the WCC be a two bid league I mean maybe three it's been a two big the Mountain West might be a three team league right so so that's that's what they base it on like last year I mean North Texas winning sucked but they did go on and beat streaky Purdue but but will but Marshall MTSU we've three of the last four tournaments a conference USC team has played in the round of 32 that's not a bad 
it, it's not that we're not beating they Power just Five. They haven't teams. made a run. They're not. They're not really. That's oh. what they look for. It's a shame that that's that's what they do when they get to that point. And it's also a marketing thing with yeah. Conference USA. They don't market. That's the no. problem. The way that they should. We're be. on Conference USA TV, which is a literal <laughs> joke. But I mean, you get a, a few ESPN Plus games here and there sprinkled hey, in, and uh, Thursday nights on CBS Sports Network. There you go, yeah. CBS Sports Network. <laughs> no, it's not. It's on ESPN Plus. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, I'm uh, CUSA has a doubleheader on on CBS uh, Sports every Thursday. Next we're just week, not good enough to be on next it. Next week we will be against Charlotte. That'll be on CBS. But I mean, like that's the problem is like you, the only teams. You, it should be the, the bottom exposure. of Conference USA being mm-hmm. on ESPN Plus and CBS Network, and the top teams being an yeah. actual mark. Not no offense to the ESPN Plus, but like an actual big market. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's just it's sad, but it'll always be a one big league until somebody else can can at least win it easily and have the second team be competitive mm-hmm. because if you have I think Liberty joining can help. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but then you're also losing like That's a good thing yeah. that we're losing these guys because we won't beat each other up as much. <laughs> I think this legal actually It's improved. a smaller league and the smaller leagues I think I don't know they're more exciting to me when it comes to basketball. I think mid-majors are the best. Oh, it's just because <laughs> no, of the, the sport. Nichols. It's the same thing with with football the reason like that the Atlantic Sun I love that likes tournament. The, the non-conference or the non-power five schools is because they don't they don't get a chance. Mm-hmm. So like in March Madness, you get a chance if you're a small school. So yeah, it gives everybody hope. But yeah, so uh, Western Kentucky they will be back in Diddle on Thursday for a one game pit stop, which is weird how they're doing this <laughs> this next week. Um, they'll be back Thursday in Diddle at seven against Florida Atlantic, the team they lost to last time. Um, we will take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the WKU women's basketball team getting back on the right path uh you're listening to red zone radio on revolution 91.7 talking all things tapper sports you're listening to red zone on revolution 91.7 the wku women's basketball team is looking to get back on the right path after losing three games in a row they beat old dominion uh yesterday 71 to 57 uh, but before that, they lost in Middle Tennessee, 71-64, and they lost to Charlotte in overtime, 79-74, to which both of those teams have now jumped WKU in the East ranking. So it goes Charlotte, Middle Tennessee, then Western. Um, the biggest takeaway, though, was that— Well, yeah. So Maya Meredith got hurt in the game against Old Dominion, and it was a non-contact injury, and she's had knee problems in the past. So if she is out— uh, Freshman of the week, at least four times, four or five times. If she is out, then that is a big blow to this Lady Topper season um, as they go into the final stretch heading into the tournament. So, you know, where, where do they go from? If they don't have Maya, where do they go from here? You have to have someone like Hope Savori or, I mean, you've seen it with Alexis Mead really take over because she she has it in her. She's just not ready yet. It's can she be ready? Well, and I know people people don't want to talk about the future because they you know this season is the focus, but this team is young. Yeah, I mean they have they've exceeded expectations according to by, by far. I mean after last year, what they should have been through a two or three year you rebuild. know rebuild type deal, um, and they and they've done what they were supposed to do this year, and plus that. So I know it's it sucks to say you know look towards the future, but this future is bright for this for this women's basketball team, especially in the next two years while uh, Abdelkawad's still here. And you know when you when I'm looking at this East Andes, I mean the East is loaded. Up for grabs it is too. Mm-hmm. it is loaded, and you're right, it is up for grabs. I mean, we have a game with Charlotte 
at Charlotte, yeah, and then and a game another middle at home. Mm-hmm. And you know, you look at the East as Charlotte in first was seven and one. Middle Tennessee is eight and two. WKU is eight and three. And you look at the West and UAB in <laughs> first with a five and five and three record, and Southern Miss is second with six and four. So I mean, really, and I'm. Usually it's Rice winning. I didn't even know Rice was bad this year. I believe mm-hmm. Rice is the one who was went to the tournament the past couple of years. They've and been a powerhouse in this conference in the last few years. They've been been ranked in the top twenty fives oh, yeah. for a couple of seasons too. So yeah, and they're struggling. But uh, yeah, I mean the women's team. I had this rant because I saw this the other yesterday. Charlotte went into overtime with I gotta, Marshall. I got to say something about that. So Charlotte shot eighteen percent from the field. Marshall shot 6% from three-point range. Do you know what the score was at this game? There were 107 no. rebounds. 107? <laughs> yes. Total? 39-37 to 37 in overtime was the final score. Oh, my God. It was 33, I think it was 33 all in overtime? at the end of regulation. Oh and <laughs> <laughs> it was something. Let's see. 6%. After the first quarter, it was 6-2. to two. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> You know, you have off nights, and I guess both teams, <laughs> both came teams in. had off nights. Um, yeah, that's that's no that's, good. That's uh, that reminds me of what game was Wisconsin. that a few? Wisconsin. Well, yeah. recent this past week, Wisconsin played Penn State. Yeah, and it you was go back in time. Eighteen at halftime. You <laughs> go back in time. There about it's usually involves Wisconsin. There yeah. were several Big Ten games when Bo Ryan was there. It would the final score would be thirty four to thirty, and then there was a Tennessee and Texas earlier uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, and then there was one game a few years ago that was like the lowest scoring NCAA men's game. I forgot who it was though, um, but yeah, that's absolutely crazy. See, that this happens, and then we wonder why Conference USA doesn't get enough media <laughs> hype. <laughs> but that's absolutely crazy that Charlotte comes in and puts seventy nine up in overtime, and then they put up thirty nine in the next game. In overtime, it's just and it shows that Western is right there. Maybe it's the it's the you know overtime being tired the next you know, mm-hmm. what, next game I guess. But um, but a bright spot for the team is Western seven zero the season mm-hmm. uh, when they hold a team to under sixty points. So clearly their defense comes a, into a huge factor of what this team is. So if and they're twenty six and four overall under Greg Collins when they hold a team under sixty points. So if sixty is that benchmark for them. Then all they gotta do really just focus on defense more, and then somebody else is gonna have to step up. In my emeritus, defense uh, forcing turnovers and shooting the three well. Well, that's that's gonna be the biggest um, takeaway is who who can step up and who will step up for this team, if anybody. Because if not, then um, that's just more to put on um, Abdelkawad's yeah. plate, and and you can't really do that because um, she's carrying this team as mm-hmm. it is. While she has some help in the backpack now, it's it's got a little heavier. And like Will said, you know, you hope it's. <laughs> you hope it's Hope Savory. Yeah. You know, it's, last year being a freshman of the week a couple of times, you know, had some really good games last year. You hope she it's She played well down the stretch yesterday. I think she hit, what, a couple back, I think back to back shots that really t- pulled the game away because Old Dominion did come back. Oh, yeah. Like they a were a five up, point game. Yeah. WKU was up like by like 19, 20. They were by about they were 20. 20. They were up by like 20 some points and then Old Dominion came back. But, uh, you know, it, but. As opposite as the men's team, they didn't let that team win. No. Come back and win. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Old Dominion's a good team. They're, yeah, they, sure. they're a solid team. For sure. So the women's team will travel to FIU, I mean FAU on Thursday, and then they will return home on Sunday to play UTSA <laughs> at 1 inside Dale Arena with this weird schedule for this week. I don't know why it's like that. But uh, we will take another short break, and when we come back, the world of college basketball is shaping, and it is, we are getting closer and closer to March. You are listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. 
Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. College basketball, man. The Big Ten, Mike. I don't know what y'all are doing over there. <laughs> we got a, I love how you blame Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to uh, go over for this past week because there was a lot of great games. Um, we'll start, you know, we'll go in the order of the week. There's some games that I probably missed on here. Uh, but first, Marquette beat Villanova 83-73. to We all picked Villanova to win that game. And uh, the Big East is uh, it's a little uh, it's a little hectic over there right now. Yeah, Big East basketball, it's, it's never changed. But um, Villanova has become – lesser of what they were before so I, I still love Jay Wright and, yep. and all of his programs but I feel like either they have stepped down or the, the rest of the Big East has kind of stepped up. I think up. the rest of the conference has gotten better. We, Xavier when they lost Chris Mack everyone's kind of like eh. and they've they've never really fell back. Um, UConn joining really helped them out. Providence has figured it out finally. Ed Cooley had his moments where they could have been good but and we can say that, but also, I mean, you got to remember those. Teams Villanova's that Villanova not as good. Had. No, they're, yeah, they're not as good as that. No, they're a good team. They but are a good team. They're, they're a really good team. It's just you got to think about these championship they teams. Had like they had like a four-year run. They had yeah, five really guys good. go to the league that were. And you can't expect that every year. Mm. Yeah, but um, the Big East basketball. I mean, it, maybe it's just college basketball where everybody just kind of takes it's each other out. It's college basketball, but the Big East. Uh, I do have to shout out really quick my sister's alma mater, uh, Georgetown. 0-10 in conference play <laughs> now after winning the league last year. A school record 11 straight loss earlier this morning. But weren't, they, weren't they bad last year and they just made a yes, run? Yes, they were running. really bad last <laughs> yes. year. They just, made a, just made a big run. <laughs> Old yeah. Patrick Ewing. And that's why Patrick yeah. Ewing is still there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Arizona got revenge and beat USLA, UCLA this time, um, 76 to 66. Arizona's the team to beat in that conference. Go ahead, Mike. Um, at least Arizona's point guard decided to show up this time. <laughs> he, did, he, did, he, he did not wear the Arizona branded knee socks, <laughs> and he hit three threes. So it sounds like you had money on these games, Mike. Why are you so upset that this guy didn't hit threes? You, well, Arizona. if you go if you go 0 for 12, Mike. if you go 0 for 12, you have to redeem yourself the next time you play that team. <laughs> he wear. Mike, does he wear his first name on the back of his jersey? Yeah, well, he he wears number 25, which is what Steve Kerr wore. And his first name is Kerr. So he wears Kerr 25 on his jersey. That's so awesome. Right. That nice. doesn't deserve to be good at basketball. At, at, at the end of the game, he hit, a, he hit a really clutch three at the end that kind of put him up for good. So they're dribbling out the clock at the end. He goes to the end of the court to the Arizona student section and just throws the ball to the top row of the student section <laughs> and is just going crazy. Arizona's a fun team to watch. I will give them that. Yeah. yeah that's more news in the Pac-12. Arizona State beat UCLA. That was awful. That was yeah. – uh, UCLA, <laughs> that's inexcusable. I'm sorry, Mick Cronin, but no, that's – you can't yeah, lose to Arizona State. That's a bad loss, yeah, especially bad after loss. after the week that they Bobby had. Bobby Hurley's been messing around the last three or four years. And triple overtime. The overtimes yeah. were so horrendous. Yeah, they were, <laughs> they were they hard were to bad. watch. It was one of those, like, I'm sure it had a lot, like, a lot of people that were up were watching that game, and not yeah. because, it's just like, when is this going to end? Who wants to lose this game yeah. more, it seemed? Well, it, 
UCLA had a player arrested earlier this week for assault, and I think now because he spit on somebody. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what yeah. It was. And yeah. now the entire UCLA team needs to be arrested for the assault they put on the rims last night. Mike showing some character. <laughs> Since we're on the subject of the Pac-12, we got to show you the bias. When Oregon State made that run to the Elite Eight, they were picked to finish fourth in the Pac-12. Guess what their record is? They're like three, three and, and seventeen. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean it's <laughs> the same way they have UCLA as number two in the country. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I I think I was the one who said it a long time yeah. ago. They shouldn't have been number two just because no. they made that run. No. I mean, they were the eleven uh, seed who had to play right. in yeah. the first four. But that's how they in. do it. They they base it off of you know the runs that you had, the hype that we saw. They do have a lot of returning players. UCLA, yeah, they did. They, they, yeah. yeah. they, they should have been top ten, but I, two yeah. was too high. But uh, I digress. Next week we had Duke. <laughs> Just putting the smack down on North Carolina, 87-67. I mean, it wasn't – I mean, Duke got up like 31-10, yeah. I think, is what yeah. the score was. It was and then, cut it to like 11 yeah. at half. They brought it back. They came back, yeah. you know, made a little run, and then – Out of half, it, it was, was over. over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the talent different. Duke is much more talented than North Carolina It's the, guard, it's the just, guard play. Yeah. Guard play – I know Duke has the wings with, with Paulo and, and A.J. Griffin has completely come out of his – Shell for the last mm-hmm. know, three weeks, but Caleb Love is one of the biggest disappointments in college basketball, especially if you're North Carolina fan. I, I sure do think agree. we're going to see a lull in this rivalry. You're going to see it's not going to get as much attention for the next couple of years. I wouldn't say that. That's always it'll be. No, ESPN will try to give it attention, but people won't care quite as much as they have. It's it's always been the biggest. It's been. They won't let anything. But I mean, it's been really big the last ten years. But these two teams have been consistent. I mean, both teams are about to lose. I mean, Roy Williams left last. I mean, this is his first year gone. Coach K is leaving next year. Because we got to remember, they'll bounce back out. Duke was nothing before Coach K. So I mean, well, that was like fifty years ago. Yeah, that was five years ago. We were negative thirty. Thirty years old. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at I mean his back was intact at that point, so <laughs> <laughs> Duke Duke and North Carolina is like, you know, what draws the most money, right? And then right. underneath that I would say it's Kentucky Louisville. And yeah. rivalry. And rivalry terms. terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kentucky's been dominating Louisville for the past twelve, thirteen years. So yeah. I mean I don't think it's going to die down just because it's I'm a not saying it will, but it's just not going to be quite as good as it has been. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, well, yeah. yeah that's what you I know the, yeah. Well, the Hall of, I mean, those are Hall of Fame coaches that are not there anymore. So that drops it a little anyway. Not only that, but, I mean, you. And really, I don't think the coaches they have coming in are. I mean, oh, they're okay. Well, you got to give, give them time yeah, to, we'll like. Next. It's been a year. Yeah. I do like Dukes. Hubert Davis can figure it out. But I do like Dukes' assistant. I'm curious to see how he does. It all depends. But, I mean, you got to think. They've probably went back and forth where Duke won for six straight years and then North Carolina did the same. And now the, right. that's why the records mm-hmm. are even. It's never going to be split every nope. year. So. Yeah. Next we got Kentucky uh, beating Alabama. Was, 66 to 55, and game. Mike, you want to talk about the assault somebody yeah, puts was, on the rim? Jesus, <laughs> I mean, goodness, duck. I mean, everybody ducked. That was yeah. terrible. Alabama I mean, boy missed like three dunks. Oh, I, he was he was point shaving <laughs> out there, and we still won. <laughs> still I, mean, Jesus. I don't know what it is. It's Alabama is the streakiest team alive. Yeah. Yeah. They they go on one week, and they could. Put up. I mean, they lost twice this week, and nobody kind of expected. But they won against Baylor last week, and they oh beat, man, they've beaten Gonzaga. Like, not that Baylor's been great, obviously, the past few weeks, but Gonzaga's still a top team. Like, I don't know. I mean, if they shot average from three, Alabama shot they, the they ball brutally bad last night because Kentucky wasn't playing that well either. It was just Alabama shot like at one point they were like five percent from three. Right. Like, well, that's the thing. Kentucky's Kentucky, problem, I think, is they play to their competition sometimes. 
if it's not if it's not well, Duke, they just, North Carolina, Kansas. No, it's not really that, that as much as it is. If Kellen Grady and Tyson Washington don't hit shots, you have nobody else. Like there's to, like a to motivation to there. Uh, to me, like they beat Vanderbilt by seven. Vanderbilt's not good. Well, that, that was, was, that was a weird game. game. That was, that's what I'm saying. Like there's like when it's time for them to get up, they get up, and they do it well. They Kentucky didn't play a bad game. No, um, it was just their defense. The way they play defense was they left open shooters who they weren't scared of shooting the ball. Is what it came down to. Yeah, like Alabama should have made more threes, of course. But when you're playing that type of offense, it's you live by the three, you die. Yeah, by the three, yeah. And they must have died is. by the three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that's Auburn in a nutshell. So <laughs> yeah. Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Arkansas. LSU lost too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is SEC overrated. Is Auburn overrated? Yes. I don't. You can't so say Tennessee. They're not the number one team in the country, but at times they can be a Final Four team. Everybody who's been number one has like yeah. lost. Yeah. Right. So, That's what I was going to say. I mean, say. in college basketball, you have off days, like everybody does. So I mean, I, they I mean, still yeah. were able to win. They're just kind of getting playing bad. They're they're getting, they might have went to class that day. Their <laughs> off days are coming <laughs> they, against really bad teams. Would right? you agree with lose. me that Georgia and Missouri are the two worst teams in the SEC? Yes. Georgia by far. They have won against those two teams by combined three points. Yeah. They're overrated, guys. And they just happened to play in the stupid easy. But they conference. did have a bad night. And like, well, against Georgia, they had a bad night. And in these games where they're barely winning, I, the, Jabari Smith is just laying an egg. He's he's I'm not performing egg, against these bad teams. Like <laughs> like you think he uh, he's projected to be the number one pick, and it's like he's out there six points, five rebounds, and then they play somebody good. He was like twenty. It's, but you'd think he would excel against the lower level teams, but whenever they play these bad teams, <laughs> it's like he's nowhere to be found. I mean, they're just they're one because the, I mean their record they've just been winning when other teams have kind of been messing up. Yep. So it's like exactly. they're one, but like I, I wouldn't say they're over. Right? I still think they're a really I mean a really good team. Obviously, yeah, they're so still it's like, winning when they need. They're this. one just by default kind of. So it's if like the they got season to. ended today, they'd be a one seed. Oh, yeah. well, they so. will be a one yeah. seed, but yeah. that doesn't mean they're a good basketball team. They're gonna well, I mean, think about it. Look at Illinois. They might. I mean, they might end up being a two seed if Kentucky beats them. Baylor. Okay, man. I think Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky would take a better team than them. But if Kentucky won the SEC tournament and beat Auburn, they might be able to hop them, put Auburn the first it two. It depends so on the rest of the year. Right. It, yeah. nobody, if either one of them, if neither of them lost for the rest of the year, I still feel like it would be Auburn 1, Kentucky 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if, even if Kentucky, Kentucky won the SEC? Even if they I agree, won the SEC. Yeah. Because the committee hates Kentucky. Well, it's oh, just I don't, know about oh, that. I don't know about that. They just have Mitch Barnhart's on the committee. He was the committee last year. They just have worse losses. Like, you can't lose to LSU and mm, whatever. But, um, who just got well, Auburn only has one loss. That's why they have worse. Right. Well, Auburn's 21 and 1. It just, there's never been a, a strong number one team that nobody's ever going to beat. That's just, that's mm-hmm. not college basketball. That's no, why right. we love it because Auburn's parody. losing to an eight seed this year. I'm saying it right now. I wouldn't say They're that. losing opening weekend. I don't know. Illinois oh, man. To Davidson with the upset. Opening weekend. Jesus. That was the worst God. possible yeah, matchup for Illinois last year. <laughs> Oh my God! No, no, no! I, you could ask, you could ask fifty <laughs> Illinois fans, and they would tell well, you because well, they lost. The real not what was his name? What was his name? Y'all know who I'm talking about. Crutwig. Yes. Yeah, because Crutwig was on that. Keyword. Yeah, because Kofi Coburn. The real <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Keyword: Illinois fans. Uh, I, let's go back to that Georgia game really quick, though. The Georgia Auburn game yesterday. Yeah, because I, I, I watched that one. If that <laughs> game was a video game, then Jesus. Cam Akers was controlling the sticks for, for Georgia. They fumbled so much at the end. Well, <laughs> it was I, so bad. Do you think that should have been an offensive foul called yes. at the end? Yes. I didn't watch it, so I, I was okay, joking so when I said I watched it. <laughs> That's the last game I cared about. <laughs> yeah, no, it was horrible basketball. But uh, and the. 
final game I have listed here is Kansas smoking Baylor, 83. Yeah. That, that, was, that, was, that was coming. I mean, Kansas got embarrassed on their home floor. Yep. That, that was due. That was going to Not happen. only that, but Baylor's been terrible the past four yeah. weeks. I mean, ever since they lost to Bama, it has been downward spiral, which is weird because they, I, yeah, I don't they were understand. dominating mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Like, even some decent teams, they were just destroying. Mm-hmm. I think they, they lost too much, I've, I mean – in yeah, the but year, at the I, beginning of the year, they they looked like they were right back to where they were last yeah. year. Well, they had different players. I mean, like what, what's his name? Mayor? What's his first name? Yeah. John, John Mayor. He, they, Ma- Michael Mayor. John, John Mayor. John Mayer. Who said John Mayer? <laughs> they Will. made him look like Steph Curry at the beginning of the season. He came well, back not only that, but like they have top recruits. They mm-hmm. just well, they're, they're, they're different though. The, the physicality they had last year. They don't have well, Davion. Yeah, they they were all seniors though. Yeah, right. That helps. Speaking of uh, getting smack, I just want to shout oh, out Michigan, Michigan State. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely getting obliterated by Rutgers yesterday. Yes. Rutgers. Ron, Ron Harper Jr. still plays Rutgers basketball. Rutgers is playing themselves into the bubble conversation. Like, I'd like to see him. It's the fun, Big it's Ten has them. two teams that are legitimately elite. And you're going to yell elite? at me for the I second one. I can't call any Big Ten. Have you watched an Illinois game in the last five weeks? But look, Ask me. Will. They we just do this the every margin year. Of every year. I ever say this. Indiana. I say this all the time. Ohio the State last year. time the Big Ten won the NCAA yes. tournament was when I was born. Yes. The last time. Listen, they can have these top ranked teams every single year, but they're going to lose every I'm not single talking time. About, I'm not so talking about winning, winning the, the national championship. But you can't call I'm them elite. Going, you got to win. You say, but you say elite. That's talk about winning the national winning championship. That, yes. You got to win. When you to look be at it, they're going to be elite for the Big Ten. You can't be elite and not be SEC only has one in the last. I'm just saying, none of you all have watched the Big Ten. Who's calling? None of you have watched the Big Ten except Mike. I guarantee you. I watched a little bit, but not, uh, I'm not watching bit. like I that. Watched, I watched the Illinois I game, and I do think <laughs> what, Coburn what has Illinois improved. game did you watch? Uh, the one where Coburn dropped 38. Okay, okay, so you watched the Wisconsin one. With Curbelo. I, I love Curbelo, but those are the only two guys on that team that can really play. Off the Big Ten, but I think a team that I think looks terrific and they're peaking is Gonzaga. They look better than they did last yeah, year. But Gonzaga's not elite because they, they haven't better. won a national championship. Oh, my gosh. Gonzaga's going to be a problem, in the t- and they will be better this year than they were last year when the tournament comes around. They, they haven't. You're hey, right. Chet looks terrific. If we're gonna go by Absolutely that, argument. terrific. He does. He looks good, but he's still once. Yeah. I think he's gonna get bullied in by co- somebody. Well, yeah. I'm not worried about that. college. Against, he will playing against uh, East Washington Community College. Yeah, he looks really. They just went into BYU, which it's BYU, but they were fired up. That was their game. <laughs> I mean, that was like what BYU gets hyped for, and they just mm-hmm. dominated them, blew them out. It was, it was like they had them by like 30 points at half. Somebody said uh, Gonzaga plays uh, ITT Tech. <laughs> <laughs> they play my I'm community college from back home. <laughs> but everybody, Gonzaga Stop this year in the tournament is going to be a Coast real problem. I do like West Coast Conference. They're good this year, but it's, isn't it always uh, the best Gonzaga team I've seen. They just, I think they need to move to the Pac-12 and dominate the Pac-12 like they do the. Mm-hmm. I just think because they don't have football, they, they can't. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what gets them. Speaking of the Pac-12, logistically, the Big East would be Wait, the right fit. But don't for them. people? But Big East. That makes, no, no, no. Like they're in Washington. Man. No, no, no. Listen to me. <laughs> the travel. Big East be, is a basketball conference. Gonzaga's a basketball dude, school. That's yes, what I mean. That's by the that. travel. They is can't. No, no, no. no, no the West Coast Conference to the Big East. No, if you take away the travel and everything else, like if it was a perfect world, Gonzaga would be in the Big East. Okay. Yeah, I get, I get, I get what, what you're, you're saying. saying. You're yeah. talking utopian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what were you going to say, Mike? Talking oh, Pac-12? Uh, Washington, it, who was absolutely horrendous to start the year, is somehow third place in the Pac-12 Oh, now. it's the Pac-12. They started out like 2-7. You and can't seven. say that and say that, but the Big Ten is elite. Well, they I out. didn't say the Big Ten was elite. You said they had two they teams. Out like, elite. Hey, and he didn't say Ohio State, the best team in the conference right now. They started out like two and seven, and I think I think they lost to um, they lost to Utah Valley by sixteen, <laughs> and they lost to there was one, one more really embarrassing loss. 
I'm um, so glad we have Mike as our staff. Nor- Northern, they lost to Northern Illinois and Winthrop also. Winthrop. Hey, and don't now, disrespect Winthrop like that. Well, the, if you're Washington, you shouldn't lose those games. Well, and yeah, somehow they're fourth in the Pac-12 now. They're 12-9. and nine. That That's – that's pretty bad. So here comes yeah. Washington. <laughs> yeah, but they also Washington let Arizona City. drop a hundred on them. So. Yeah. Well, that 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 was whenever they were really <laughs> poor. Somehow they've turned it around, but I still don't believe that they're good. I just I think the Pac-12 was just that. They've mid. just beaten bad teams. <laughs> yeah, the Pac-12 yeah. was just <laughs> mid. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, college basketball. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. When we come out, we'll talk about the NFL and no, not the Pro Bowl. Uh, you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the red zone right here on Revolution 91.7. We are UK. Stop. Uh, WKU. Oh, man. Do we? Yeah, last time I checked, we go to WKU. Red zone radio. But anyways, thanks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks <Will>. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome back to He's Red Zone Radio on Revolution ninety one seven. Oh man, the NFL. Since, since the last time we talked, a lot has happened in the NFL. Most of it involving Brian Flores. Yes, but, yeah, uh, we'll get to that. But Brian Flores uh, dropped a fifty eight page lawsuit <laughs> against the NFL. Love it. Uh, there were three teams mentioned here, and you know. It, it talks about you know racist hiring process and you know we're talking about the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Giants. So we'll just we'll just go in order. So he claims that the Dolphins owner Stephen Ross bribed him to lose games by paying him a hundred thousand dollars per loss. And then, uh, you know, he was mad at Flores because he wouldn't recruit Deshaun Watson due to the tampering rules, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you know that probably you know was why he was fired, right? So then he claims John Elway and other officials showed up late and hung over to his interviews. Uh, you know, what I mean, Elway has denied it. Yeah, just, all, all every all team have denied all it. teams have denied every yeah. single claim that he has made. Um, so I'm just <laughs> la- labeling everything that he said. Uh, he provided text messages from Bill Belichick congratulating him on getting the Giants' job. Just turned out it was the wrong Brian. Uh, it was two days before his interview. Oh, yes, wow. yes. It was three days before his, uh, in his before his interview, <laughs> and Coach Belichick thought he was texting Brian Dable, mm-hmm. who is formerly the Bills. Office coordinator who is now the Giants head coach. Correct. Uh, and Brian Flores was like, um, "You talking to the right Bill? I mean, the right Brian?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oops, sorry." <laughs> uh, that's a clean version of it. Yeah. Right. Um, he said the Giants only interviewed him because of the Rooney Rule. Uh, I have a lot to say about the Giants because. And the Rooney Rule is you have to interview two minority yes. coaches for the position, just in case. That, and that Rooney, who by the way is the owner oh, of the, the yeah, Pittsburgh the old, Steelers, yeah. who. Mm-hmm. Hired Mike Tomlin 10 years yes. ago, whenever, right. however and long ago it was. The rule is garbage, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the, the NFL claimed that, like, the day of or the next day that the lawsuit had no merit before even doing an investigation. Um, but a few days later, Roger Goodell sent a memo to the league saying that uh, what the league has done is unacceptable um, in terms of hiring, uh, in terms of diversity uh, for head coaches, and he says that there is much to be done in the NFL. Sent a memo. How many of these billionaire owners do you think actually read Jesus. that memo? Absolutely none of them. <laughs> Absolutely none of them. I mean, there's just there's just a lot to unpack there. So I'm going to just start with my favorite team, which is the New York Giants. John Mara is a terrible, terrible, terrible owner, terrible president. In terms of when it comes to diversity in that team, there has only been one black quarterback to yep. play for the Giants and start for the Giants. That was Geno Smith. Smith. They were the last when team they, to do that. When, like yes, and the Giants were the last team to start a, a 
uh, black quarterback. Um, he started Geno Smith. Well, he didn't. But the Giants started Geno Smith to replace Eli Manning and ruin his 210 yeah. career start. And that's when Ben McAdoo got fired like the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants have had no black coaches. Um, you could say that about yeah. three-fourths of the NFL teams. Yep. Yes. And in terms of, you know, John Mars history, you could talk about, uh, you know, him not wanting a black quarterback on his team uh, and t- goes back to drafting. And I always bring back the fact that the Giants didn't want a black quarterback when drafting Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. Now, in hindsight, obviously, you look at Dwayne Haskins now, he was he's not great, obviously. But – Neither is I, at yeah, the time, Daniel every Jones. other team, every, I think, yes. had Haskins. Every higher. other at the yeah. time, yeah. Dwayne yeah. Haskins was way higher than Daniel Jones. Um, so I just think it shows with the Giants how this team, this this program, this organization has not done a great job in you know being diverse and showing you know that it's just it's just a lot that makes me upset as a Giants fan because. You ha- you support a team that don't support you. They're, the league is like what seventy five percent African American, right? But yet you don't hire people that can relate to them the most, and that's all that these coaches and these players have been asking for. Yeah. And you look at these interviews with anonymous assistant coaches and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, there's nobody like that." You look at these players, they're like, "We just want somebody that can relate to us, that can talk to us." You look what's going down in Auburn, uh, down there. Right. They talk the players have talked about the coach not having a coach that can relate to them. Yeah. You know. I, just I think don't especially understand. this one stands out because Flores. I mean, it's not like this was a guy that failed. Oh as, yeah. I mean, it had he had a good resume as a head Very coach, good. especially with a with yep. a team that I mean, he picked, and an average he, quarterback. Hard, most yeah. teams with average quarterbacks have a hard time winning. And, and apparently, his owner wanted him to lose, and he was one in seven, and then he went and won what seven, seven of straight. eight games, which yeah. proves he's got integrity in a lot yeah. of it. Well, not only that, which but is not it, common. He's not the first person to be offered money apparently because no. he came Jackson. out to Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. I don't want him as my backup. I don't but, believe it. I, I think. <laughs> I mean, oh, I think if the Dolphins one is proved what true, I think if the Dolphins, he has to sell the team. That should oh, be yeah. a requirement. He, yeah, if, he should be gone. If mm-hmm. if like he did pay him to lose games, then that yes, that that would be it's the NFL just, would step in. He'd have to sell it. The NFL okay. has a huge problem. The with NFL these never owners. steps in. Yes, they when you have guys like Brian, they Forrest, could do it for that. I think. But they never do. I, I mean, think, think they about would how many do lawsuits you've had inside of the NFL. Well, here's the problem with the lawsuit. What I think is why it's hard in the NFL and why. I don't really know what you do here. How can you make it where you force some – not, you know, because if they don't want to hire them, you have to make like, – that's what's tricky. How yeah. do you make somebody employ somebody? That's that's why I think they have a hard time with this lawsuit because how do you make – like the Rooney Rule's bad, but it gets them, it gets in interviews. But it's like how do you make them pick It doesn't person? get them interviews. It just fulfills a requirement that right. teams have to have because otherwise they lose draft picks and money and right. stuff like that. So it's not really getting an interview. It's just filling up. Well, it does get him an interview. I mean, it, it I gets, yeah, it gives him a fluff. It, piece. Yeah, but when you have guys like Brian Leftwich, Eric Enemy, Raheem Morris, Todd Bowles, Legend Frazier, you got all these guys right. that are African American who have proven time and time again that they can be successful. I mean, two coordinators in the last two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. who I'm talking about right here, right. and they're not getting head coaching jobs. But you have guys like Josh McDaniels, who is getting another head coaching and it was job. Awful with after the Raiders and. And the what Colts. he did with the Colts right. was so unprofessional. Right. But yet, nobody bats an eye. I mean, you got defense. You can talk about any defensive guy. I mean, Mike McCarthy's still a head coach in the league. Yeah. That guy's terrible. Well, look at yeah. Ur- Urban Meyer last year. Urban like, Meyer, yeah. And while he only lasted one 
<laughs> Not even a. Full but even the season, the Texans. I it's also the firings. Name, yeah. The Texans. Uh, David Coley David was yeah. hired just for, to be fired. And the for, same, yeah. you can say the same he, with uh, Steve Wilkes at the Cardinals. Had yeah. one year with Josh Rosen, who's and then fired immediately after one season. For Cliff Kingsbury, you yeah. hardly ever yeah. see that. Uh, yeah, a guy who just fi- was fired. Fired at college, and then had yeah. as an OC for U- for USC. <laughs> but just because yeah. the young Sean McVay look, everybody was like, uh, yeah. "Oh my God!" Uh, yeah. I do gotta respect my man Cliff Kingsbury, my my friend. My friend. <laughs> In case you don't know, Nick loves to flex that he has Cliff Kingsbury's number. But um, for this, for this to See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how you. I don't know, but I, all I know is you rule. change owners. You get rid that, of owners like thing. that. When yep. you have owners like that, that are. Well, that's another thing. I think it's thirty. Thirty owners are just a white, and then I think one the, is the, one's uh, Asian American. I think Asian the Chicago, and then the Jaguars the, is. Yeah, uh, well, the Bills, uh, uh, Kim Pagula, an Asian okay. woman. Uh, That's the Bills. Okay. Co-owner, yeah. yeah. And the Packers don't. Packers don't. Have Packers don't have are one. publicly. So it's like 29, I think. So like, That's, you know, three teams <laughs> like, yeah. right. out of 32. And you only have one black coach in the league, head coach in the league right now, which is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Right. Who happens to be one of the best coaches in yes. football. Yes. Who hasn't yeah. had a losing season in eight years. <laughs> With Ben has been there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and that's the thing. Also, when the Rooney Rule got implemented, I think I've heard there were eight African American coaches, and time. now mm-hmm. you now know, eight years or however long it's been since the Rooney Rule, I think eight years, or there's only one. And it, so it's the not Rooney like there's Rule's not really working. It's not like there's no good candidates. Caden listed off five in a row that were fantastic. Eric Bieniemy has been at the top of the list for multiple teams. For I say that with in quotations, top of the list for four, three years now. Ever since they won the Super Bowl or got to their first Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm sure and Andy, Andy Reid for him. And you think about Andy Reid's former OCs have gotten multiple jobs. I mean, Doug oh, Peterson Doug just Peterson, got another one. At they Jacksonville. had uh, um, there's another one that had it before Bienemy that got a job. I think well, Frank Wright maybe. The Frank Reich is yeah. Well, Sean McDermott is a part of the well, tree. There's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people under the tree. Oh yeah. Since I'm a Bears fan, I'll mention the one that didn't work out. Matt, Matt Nagy. Nagy. That's another one. That's that was, the other one. That yeah. was. <laughs> but Doug Peterson's gotten two head coaching jobs mm-hmm. since. Yes. That happened. Well, so, like yeah. Jim Caldwell, he's a he's yes. he's a good coach. That's I mean, yeah, I wish the Lions had never fired him, and he doesn't have a job now. They fired him for no reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, they weren't even bad whenever he was the coach. No. He, he was, was he, they were in the he was the coach when they had that went to Seattle, right, and lost in the first round of the playoffs. Right, they, they went to Dallas, Dallas, or Dallas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they were making the playoffs. Well, if you lose the playoffs, then maybe yeah. it was the passing <laughs> Uh But yeah, I mean, obviously, what we're all talking about here is this shows that there is a serious problem that needs to be addressed, and the fact that. Brian Flores is putting his career, the thing that he loves the most, on the line to be basically blackballed from the league. Yeah, I yep, the, the second person. To, I mean, the last to, person, yeah, to, the last person to sue the NFL was Kaepernick, and then mm-hmm. we all saw and he they, never, he well, never got it. The difference is, is that Kaepernick settled on a agreement or mm-hmm. a settlement, and I guarantee Flores won't. Because it's not about the money, I don't think for him. I think it's no, it's, it's actually about change. So I do think this will go the full. But will you, a what do you think Flores? Did he give up his chance to get a job? No, that's no, what I because no, I don't think he was going to get hired anyway. Okay, Clearly, you look okay, at he would have gotten. I mean, might not have got head coach still, job. He would have okay. got a position. He's but still, he's still in the running for the Texans job. It's down yeah. to him and Josh McCown are the last. Two. <laughs> Who do you think is going to get that? <laughs> Josh, Josh, hey, Josh McCown's only coaching experience is high school, and uh, he was <laughs> a backup. Quarterback. And he was a backup quarterback. So yeah. that one would be outrageous if the Texans went. Uh, and it's probably gonna surprise, happen. surprise. Yeah, it probably. And the thing is, we're not saying that you know people should be hired because they're minorities. That's not what we're saying here. But, like, if you switch the color of the coordinators that I named earlier. Leftwich and Bienemy 
the two main. They would yeah. 100%, they would 100% have, have a job already. Well, even Todd Bowles. Yeah, Todd Bowles mm-hmm. has had a head he coaching had, job had, before, yeah. but obviously that didn't work out. He was with the Jets, but it's the Jets. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, but it's who in, else? It goes to Adam Gase would, would just destroyed a mm-hmm. team and then went yes. to the Jets and destroyed that team, and now he's at Alabama as an OC. Mm-hmm. Like right. nobody else would get that. Brian Leftwich would not get that Alabama OC job if that was the mm-hmm. case. So well, and, and the people out there who want to. Take the other side of this issue. They always justify people like Todd Bowles to go to the organizations and fail, but they go to organizations that are failing. Bad ones so already. The, the, the yeah. Texans last season. And who's well, hired? I think they the also yeah. don't, they don't get rehired anywhere. Like once they no. fail, they're out. Like where it's like Peterson's been fired, got another job. Um, uh, what's the Cowboys coach? Mm-hmm. Uh, McCarthy. McCarthy fired, got another yeah, job. Yeah, that one. Uh, so that does happen. For I feel like. That's not uncommon. I mean, Bill O'Brien has worn so many different hats over yep. the years. Bill O'Brien, I mean, he's destroyed a, a single franchise <laughs> by himself. Further than anyone could possibly destroy Carnage. And now he's at Alabama. Yeah, I mean, he he had had even Big Belichick got fired from is his that first job. I mean, that's job, who I meant. So. I'm sorry. Well, Adam Gase is apparently getting, like, Gase. heat for being, That's like, what I meant was Bill O'Brien. Uh, he might yeah, Bill be, O'Brien's the OC. Apparently, yeah, Adam Gase boy. might become the Patriots OC, which is insanity. There is that, too. Adam Gase. Yeah, so there's plenty of examples here of what we're talking about and why the NFL has a huge problem today, which is why they are so far behind in terms of uh, progressiveness and being active. Well, like in the terms NBA, like I that. think it's 14 to 16, like 14 yeah. African Americans. Oh, yeah. So. You mm-hmm. see in the NBA, you have Monty Williams. You see the Cavs front office, The basically the entire Cavs organization is diverse and has a lot of minorities in high places. And you see what they're doing right now. Right. And they are trending in the right direction more than they have ever been without the name LeBron James on that I team. mean, think about the Lakers. I mean, their coach, LeBron James. I mean, that's a yeah. – <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you point out the Cavs. They've got guys in the front office now that care about basketball. Basketball yeah. is their main priority, and winning is their main priority. I, not not the money coming in, not the revenue. Sure, that's nice, but they want a good basketball team. I, I think this lawsuit will be extremely hard to prove because it's – how could you ever prove that we only hire, we we didn't hire you because – like they will always say, we liked his credentials. We you know really thought he had the right energy in the interview. That's what – when it becomes a – well, well, the somebody text messages, the text text messages, messages are that, very that – They be. help, but also the difference is, like, if, if Brian Flores were to take the 100K for every loss, then it would be Flores' fault for right. taking the 100K. So mm-hmm. yeah. he didn't take it, knowing that, that one would, would be, be his one fault. Where, and they can't prove that, right. he, that he got offered it. I, I just guess, don't so. know. I know you said the Rooney rule's bad. I don't know what you do. How to do replace you it. To, to replace it? Like, how would you, you – know? With the no, owners yeah. want to hire who yeah. they want well, to hire. I mean, that's, the, that's just the end of the day. Something like this has to happen. The four what what just Brian Flores is trying to yeah. do has An to hour happen. ago. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's really a lot to unpack there that we just don't have time to talk about. Yeah. But, you know, you will definitely see it all over the news for these next, what, few months probably. Yeah. So, uh when we come back, we'll talk about, you know, pick'ems, and we'll see who's in first place right now. Uh, you keep it, keep it here on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 917. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the red zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Oh, man. We were just having the NBA talk on this side. I cannot wait till we talk about the NBA because that's when I come into my true form. That's when I really, really get into it with Ryan and some other people. Uh, Tory Bowen is no longer here, but I really got into him a couple years ago over James Harden and uh, Giannis, the MVP debate. 
But uh, in Pickums this week, Mac, Will, and Noah are tied for first place <clears throat> with an eight and two record. The rest yep. of us are seven and three. Great week, guys. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, the young bloods. Week. Yeah. <laughs> even though you learn for one week, <laughs> you'll fall back. Hey, out, hey, I got second place last semester. So oh, I didn't know we were counting participation <laughs> trophies. That's cool. <laughs> you got <laughs> championship. I mean, he's he's basketball he's trophy. Illinois fan. What do you expect? Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <But> we'll get <laughs> we'll get right with it. Uh, first game we got here is FAU at WKU inside Dill Arena this Thursday. Ryan, who you got? I got the tops. Mike. WKU. Mac. WKU. Nick. Wait, who'd you say? Oh, FIU? FAU. FAU. Sorry, that just shows you how much I'm paying attention. FAU. There you go. Look at that. Lone Wolf. Me? Yeah, going for the sweep. Western. As we got number 24, Marquette, at number 17, UConn. Big 10. I mean, Big Big East, sorry. Same same concept, really, honestly. Give me Marquette. Shaka Smart done an incredible job there this year. Matt, I think Marquette, they're the ones that just upset Villanova. Yes. Yep. Then I'll take UConn. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's gone this season. <laughs> that's fair. Marquette. That is fair. Uh, Nick. <laughs> oh, man. That, that makes me think that UConn's going to win. <laughs> UConn is going to win, but I'm going to go Marquette. I love Shaka. Uh, yeah, I thought about that, picking Marquette. I was like, they just came off a high, you know, emotional game. So, you know how that works. UConn. Uh, Mike. UConn. I can't wait to be right. <laughs> number 11, Wisconsin. At number 13, Michigan State. I picked Wisconsin for this game. Michigan State, like Mike said earlier, just got smacked by Rutgers. So, uh, Ryan. Yeah, but it's the Big Ten. You could say the exact same thing. So, uh, give me Michigan State. Wow. Yeah, because they got beat by Rutgers, I'm taking Michigan State. Rutgers? Rutgers. <laughs> Nick. Yeah, since it is Big Ten, I'll just go ahead and flip a coin. It said heads. Heads <laughs> is Michigan State. Tom Izzo's back. <laughs> Well, you're about to do the same thing with the next one. <laughs> <laughs> number 18, Illinois. At number four, Purdue. Uh, Mike. Uh, Purdue. This is the one game, yeah, Purdue. I think Edie will give uh, Cooper mm-hmm. problems. Mm-hmm. It's just Purdue sweep. Can I just? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a Purdue sweep. Okay. Yep. Will. I, I actually, I'm going to pick, I would pick Purdue in this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for those of you that haven't really watched the Big three. Ten, <laughs> Mackey Arena is one of the most hostile environments in college basketball. They have a good coach. Uh, next we got number again number seventeen UConn at number twenty one Xavier. Which one of these games are first? Do you know? I put them in order. So okay. uh, you think game. UConn? Then I'm taking Xavier. So I think UConn will win. And then <laughs> Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, well, I picked Marquette, so give me UConn. <laughs> I haven't watched a single Big East game this year. Wow. Uh, cool. Well, considering <laughs> considering I'm the WKU men's basketball writer, I got to watch all those games. <laughs> they play all the two time, games right? a week, <laughs> and I'm at press four hours a week. all the time. Don't even do that. Uh, Nick, who you got? Yeah, Nick, who you got? Uh, well, UConn was utterly disappointing this weekend, uh, and uh, my opa's alma mater, Xavier. They're gonna win. I'm choosing Xavier as well, Ryan. You know what? I'm choosing Xavier. I know I wrote UConn, but give my, me Xavier. Mike, who you say? UConn. My boy Adam Cuck was gonna go off. I say my boy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> number next, number twenty three, Texas at number eight, Baylor. This a this a clean sweep? Yeah, hook yeah. em horns. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, no. Texas yeah. is gonna win. No, no Baylor, Baylor's gonna Baylor win. Baylor just got embarrassed. They'll play, they'll play much better Jesus. and win. Baylor's gonna win. I, I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, Baylor is too. a bad Baylor doesn't team. really have a home court advantage. That's why I've no, noticed this year. Don't. You know what? It's kind of sad. I'm gonna go Texas too. Mike. Oh man, oh, it, my when gosh. me and Mike agree on a game, it's it's lock basically. Hook, hook Texas, Texas is not that good. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna pull up to Nick's place like I did when the Arizona game. I'll be wearing my Texas gear. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> Number 25 LSU at Texas A&M. 
A and M at home is tough. Yep. 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 And that's exactly. LSU what I'm streaky though. too. Yeah, give me A and M. LSU is the worst basketball team in America. <laughs> I just don't think that is Absolutely. you know factually true. Embarrassed, embarrassed by Vanderbilt. Statistically, no, they are the most overrated basketball team in America. I just I throw agree. that word out there yeah. nilly, willy nilly. Yeah, a lot of. I really don't SEC like that word. Either, Go to Lewis Mills. Really like Sorry, are you an A and M, Nick? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I'm and a and That's Mike. Mississippi State, by okay. the way, Ryan. Uh, and Mike is going with LSU. I'm gonna go with yeah, LSU. Know, <laughs> I think they're. I think they're finally gonna at least get one. Yeah, Ohio State. I think Buzz Williams at A and M is a terrific coach. Yeah. I don't think A and M. I agree. Uh, next, we got number 16, Ohio State at Rutgers. I put this game strictly just because Rutgers beat Michigan State. Yeah, give, me, uh, give me the Scarlet Knights. All right. <laughs> give me Ohio Wait, State. which is Jersey Mike's arena now. That's a shame. Give me uh, <laughs> the fact State. that I know that proves I do watch the Big Ten too Wait, much. Where's the game at? In it's Rutgers? At, it's at Rutgers. Rutgers. Rutgers doesn't know how to lose at home. It's a hard place to play. Uh, it's it's a little gym. It's, it's a high school uh, gym? No, it, it holds like uh, 8,000 people, uh, but it looks like a gym. I'm going Ohio State. I don't think they can beat Michigan State and then beat Ohio State in a week. Yeah, well, I I got to back up me saying that Ohio Ryan State's Harper. the best team in the Big Ten, and so they're going to win. <laughs> no. Okay. So Ohio State. <laughs> yep. All right. And there were no more interesting games uh, for college basketball. So we put, so we put, put another interest, uh, uninteresting game at the bottom, Lakers. Anyways, uh, next we got Bucks at the Suns. Oh, Milwaukee wow. Bucks at the Suns. Finals Ryan. rematch uh, in the regular season, which nobody cares about, which means <laughs> people are probably injured. Uh, so give me the Suns. They've yeah, won the a thousand of them. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. And by that, I mean games this year. The Suns. Nick doesn't watch NBA basketball. It's for real, boring. So. <laughs> give us some Premier League pick them. Come on. And nobody cares uh, about cowards. No, yeah. I would just pick whichever one oh. sounds I, I yeah. can do say. We, do we have time for my spiel? No, we don't. Ronaldo's we actually don't. We're actually, we're actually over right now. person so. on Instagram. <laughs> we are actually Mike, five, five Mike who you got? <laughs> the Suns. <laughs> and our last game, the Lakers at the Warriors. I'm a Lakers fan in here, and I'm telling you right now, the Lakers will not win this game. <laughs> so, yeah. the Warriors. I'm, I'm taking the Lakers. Well, you're an idiot. I'm. You know You know me. I'm a the Warriors. Dub Nation, baby. I'm taking the actual best player <laughs> in basketball, Steph Curry. Don't say that, Oh, Mike. Lord. Well, Jesus, we don't, we don't have, have time, time for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Red Zone Radio this week. As always, from myself, Katie Gaylor Day, Ryan Gooden, Nick Brake, Matt Grisano, Mike Stamper, Noah Lyons, and Will Gerber. Have a great weekend. And as always, go, go Tops. Tops.